Today's episode is brought to you by Happy Henry's Bomb Shelter Consultancy. In today's world, there's no telling how fucked up tomorrow will be, which is why you need to consider Happy Henry's Bomb Shelter Consultancy to get your next apocalypse shelter dialed in before the Ruskies attack. There's no telling what you need to be afraid of, but here are some of the possibilities. Ruskies, China, Guam, plague of insects, plagues of aliens, liberals, conservatives, centrists, plagues, bombs, hordes of rapists, hordes of whores, Christians, non-Christians, atheists, Bart Simpsons, and more? Happy Henry's Bomb Shelter Consultancy. We don't know what tomorrow may bring, but we can tell you that a hole to hide in can't hurt. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. An opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Go, 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 go. Also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. Wow, that didn't sound good. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. Your panel of expert hosts each week are Dr. Brian Henson. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> who holds a, a PhD in spookology and me, Professor David Day the foremost expert in scare no-nos. Um, happy super-duper belated uh, Father's Day, Bryce. Uh, <laughs> it's father te- As we're recording, uh, Father's Day is tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But uh, as this is released, it's going to be like two weeks since then. So mm-hmm. um, I hope all you fathers out there, um, you know, had a real good time. <laughs> um, today, actually, we have a real, for once on the show, we have a real doctor. Uh, <laughs> we have Kate Kate Thompson from Nightlight Horror Movie Club. How are you doing, Kate? Woo! I am so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. I am, I, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to just keep it to this. We're just going to have a little, little, I'm going to have a moment here and then we can just move on from the moment. <laughs> Kate runs Nightlight Horror Movie uh, uh, Club, and it is my favorite horror movie podcast, bar none, hands down. Oh, stop it. And that's why. That energy um, is exactly <laughs> why. Just 11 out of 10 all yeah, the time. All the time. And I've listened, to, <laughs> I've listened to almost all of your episodes. I love it. I need more content. And I'm so <laughs> thrilled to have you on the show today. Oh, thanks. Well, just returning the favor after you killed it on our show. That was super fun. That's right. Um, you guys uh, can find them anywhere. It, go ahead and plug yourself, Kate. Plug, yeah, the, uh, sure. plug the podcast. Yeah, so we're the Nightlight Horror Movie Club. Uh, we're definitely a podcast, but we're also a little intimate. We're more of a club atmosphere. Um, consider myself a co-president. I do it with my sister. <laughs> and we just had the absolute best time when David came on our show, Um totally reached out out of the blue and now we're just like besties he's like my new brother and bryce is gonna be my new brother too we're so excited and it was just so fun for us because you know as two sisters there's so much there's a lot of female energy there's a lot of female energy there's a lot the amount the amount of 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 knowledge i now have about musicals Hmm. is oh my god off the charts i was yeah i was listening to a couple episodes and i was like 
you guys have very in-depth nerdy knowledge about musicals and i was like this is all going over david's head it's like all every single bit of it well it's not going over my head though i'm I, it's in a format that i enjoy so i actually hold on to it david hates musicals hate like he's he told me yes which is but it is it's which exciting is whenever someone's like wait but is beetlejuice is a musical now like i'm not gonna watch it but it's a musical that's cool it is cool. Um, so, and another cool thing you may not know is Horror Movie Talk has the very best community of any podcast uh, ever. Uh, even, e- I don't know, maybe, maybe better than Nightlight Horror Movie Club. Um, you guys can <laughs> check that out over at our uh, Facebook group. Um, and uh, you can you can find that by heading through our website at horrormovietalk.com. Did you have a, a website d- that you wanted to plug, Kate? Oh my God, no! Our website is trash. We're working, <laughs> we're working on trying to make a website. But for now, I've just like slid into your little community, so you guys might see my face pop up and uh, making some opinions here and there. Wonderful. Um, and if you guys want to join us, we have second Saturday watch parties every single month where you dumb idiots uh, made us watch <laughs> Army of the Dead by Zack Snyder and it was a total piece of shit and the only thing that made it oh my God. standable was uh, was all the fun chat going on on the, uh, on the <laughs> sidebar there um, and the fact that it was just it was shitty but at least it was spread out over the course of three hours uh, it's three hours long it's two and a half hours long but it <laughs> oh feels, we round those up it feels we like four them. or five yeah it's rough um, we do post new episodes every single Wednesday. The only thing that that hits the floor of Zack Snyder's editing bay is his own feet. Yeah, it's so awful. There's no, <laughs> there's no cuts made to his movies. No. We post new episodes every single Wednesday, so make sure to subscribe to us and toss us a rating on i tunes or iPodcast or whatever it is because that really it's helps called us. apple podcast whatever they're gonna go to the wrong one if you don't say it right okay you can give <laughs> us a call you can give us a call at 682-253-4468 or you can uh, hit the bodily fluids exchange at 252-228-4628 we should just make that a sex line yeah okay that's we should fine. just <laughs> we should just have that so if it rings like we'll actually pick oh. up like, Hey, baby. Hey, baby. (laughs) No one would. We'd get even less calls. Um, (laughs) Tell me what you're digesting. Today, we're going to be reviewing. I'm not good at this. Today, we're going to be. Today, we're going to be reviewing 10 Cloverfield Lane. Uh, We'll start out by giving a brief review and our score for the movie. We score on a scale of one to ten. You know how one to ten works. Uh, The only difference here is five is just totally average. That's a C film after we give our score we'll get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film and later in this episode stick around after spoilers because we will be doing uh horror movie talk whores and then also uh bad reviews for good movies oh dang i'm doing that one on mine too oh are you oh boy hooray uh we we uh so what we do is we find great like like tentpole horror movies that are just like the best. And then we go into Google uh, user reviews and we read all the one and two star reviews and uh, and it ends up being hilarious. What movie that did you choose really this time? That sounds really fun. What movie did I choose this time? I don't know. We could do uh, Alien. 
Okay, good. Uh, do, why? What do you got? I've, I'm going to do Exorcist. I see, that fucks my shit up because I've got one on the Exorcist that I've already prepared. But that's okay. It's <laughs> it's going to be okay. Um, it takes like 10 minutes to prepare right. these things. Yeah, just... Who cares? Um, <laughs> so we saw 10 Cloverfield Lane, and I was reminded that horror doesn't have to be stilted and boring with a total lack of good acting. Sometimes it can feel like a tremendous whodunit. That has a layer that has layer upon layer of intrigue and terror. So without any further ado, let's get into the trailer. There's been an attack. I'm not sure yet if it's chemical or nuclear. Where are we? Underneath my farmhouse. Hey. Sorry about that. What happened to your arm? Were you trying to escape? I was trying to get in. There's a woman. She wants me to let her in. You can't tell her! You're going to get all the kills! What was that? Quiet. How do we get out of here? Is that how you thank me for saving your life? So there's actually another uh, much longer trailer mm -hmm. that uh, I can't play for a variety of reasons. One is just most half of more than half of it is a song. But I love this other trailer mm -hmm. for 10 Cloverfield Lane. It is brilliant. I went on our Facebook group and posted on there and I was like, how you like this? And everybody's like, yeah. So I know I know you're asking the trailer. Oh, really? No, and I saw you post it, and I didn't watch it on purpose. But this this is a movie that whenever I first saw it, so we have a three dollar movie theater um, downtown, and I went to go see a completely different movie, and they were like, "Oh, we're sold out." So I was like, "Okay, I don't know what Tin Cloverfield Lane is, but I'll watch that." Oh, that's the perfect way to get into this movie, right? Yeah. Exactly. And so ever ever so obviously, I mean, I'll give my rating in a minute, but positive thumbs up mm -hmm. and so everyone who wanted to watch it i was like do not look anything up yeah just just watch just watch it just sit down turn it on experience mm -hmm. yeah exactly now i know what you're you're wondering which is probably the same thing my wife was wondering when we sat down do you need to watch the first nine Cloverfield Lanes to understand what's going on? In there's this only one? wait. There's more than one. There's only one before this one, and it's Cloverfield. Oh well, you don't is no. the answer. Um, yeah, I said I I've never seen Cloverfield. Oh, it's but I've seen Cloverfield Lane, and I haven't seen it either. I don't. I don't know what the connection is, other than. Well, I mean, I will, we got to wait till the spoiler section. Can't <laughs> well, spoil 10 true. Cloverfield Lane. But I thought Cloverfield was just about a big Godzilla monster. Um, and that was it. Kind of. Yeah, I'll fill you in. Uh, there's okay. a there's a trilogy so far and there's a J.J. Uh, Abrams has a, a another one in the pipeline, supposedly, question mm -hmm. mark. Uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane can be found currently on Pluto TV uh, with ads and everywhere else for a couple of bucks to 
Rent. The synopsis for this movie goes a little something like Michelle, played by Mary Elizabeth Winstead, is the victim of a car accident and wakes up to find herself stuck like a prisoner in a bomb shelter? Question mark. Henry, played by John Goodman, says he saved Michelle from the accident and explains that some kind of global nuclear event has occurred, forcing them to take shelter in his bomb shelter. Uh, Emmett, played by John Gallagher Jr., is also Ooh. in the shelter and soon explains that he helped Hen Henry build it. The shelter is almost as impressive as Henry's temper and paranoia. In the end, everyone gets more John Goodman than they bargained for. <laughs> um, especially the viewer. Especially the viewer. <laughs> Man, John, I love John Goodman. Who Every, doesn't? Everything. That guy is amazing in everything that he does. He brings it. In this... It, it, just thinking about his performance in this gives me chills. Yeah. It's, it's right? Like, he's such a real person. Very powerful yeah. presence. Contrast that with Mary Elizabeth Winstead, which I always forget who, who she is. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. <gasps> How dare I, I don't know what... what do, do people, like, follow her, her or know her? Because... Every time I come across her, I have to look her up on IMDb and be like, oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. She's girl. like a huge like she was one of like the OG Manic Pixie Dream Girls. She's from like Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Right. So oh. she's she was she's been like a like a thing, like a nerd fantasy, oh. but also very strong actress. So like there are people who are like very into her. She's a great actress. Oh my God! Yes, it's, but she definitely—I uh, definitely had no idea about her like cult status as an actress. Mm -hmm. Something happened. It's, it's like one of those where I've heard that name before, and I feel like I should know who they are, but yeah. I don't. I feel like a like like the most boomery I've ever felt. Uh, <laughs> w w specifically, starting with the release of Scott Pilgrim versus whoever the fuck, because there was such a weird like energy around that movie that was strong it was almost like harry yes. potter energy and i was like what like I intimidating it. yeah and i watched it an intimidating like, fandom what is this who cares who the fuck cares? <laughs> like you didn't so like many it people. i love that movie it's fine i mean oh it's not gosh, like so uh, many it's not people. something that i go back to all the time or anything but it's a pretty great movie it's got that one girl from Oh, that one girl that I like. I can't uh -huh. remember her name. Um, uh, but, so, mm -hmm. uh, so my review for 10 Cloverfield Lane is a freshman masterpiece from director Dan Trachtenberg, who has only really this film to his name, but has started production on the new Predator movie. So, Oh, yes, Dan. Well, he's been busy, though, because he, he directed The Boys. No, on... he directed one episode of The Boys. Okay, well, he's an executive producer, at least. Mm. So I'm pretty sure he had a pretty big part in it. And okay. he's involved with um, Black Mirror. Is he? That makes sense. Yeah, I'm I'm really glad that... I hope I hope he had a, a big part in The Boys, because I know that's successful. And uh, and this was his first, like... And he was a key grip on Phantasm Four Oblivion. There you go. So He was a key grip? Mm-hmm. Damn, Dan! Yeah. What can you not do? Right. Um, so we follow Michelle's point of view and are given a glimpse into what it would be like to live through a global disaster of epic magnitudes, as if we need more of a, an example of that. 
The script unfolds in layers of mystery and discovery, always leaving the next question around a corner or outside the doors of the bomb shelter we inhabit with our lonesome trio. Henry is a profoundly interesting character, and uh, John Goodman makes him come to life the same way Ted Levine and Anthony Hopkins brought Buffalo Bill and Hannibal Lecter to life in Silence oh, of the yes. Lambs. Well put, yes. Yeah, it's it's like Silence of the Lambs works because these characters are so compelling and scary and weird and real. Like, you believe that Buffalo Bill exists out there somewhere with yes. a house and a basement and a pit. Um, and so, Anthony and Hopkins, like, not blinking. I don't know. I I think that, that, like, that is the tier where John Goodman stands, which I haven't really thought about before because most of the movies that he's done have not been like this. Like, I'm going to be real, and, and this this might make me sound like I'm three years old, but I hear John Goodman's voice. I'm like, Sully from Monsters, Inc., uh-huh. what are you doing here? What are you doing? And then <laughs> this movie happens. I'm like, John, no. No, John. <laughs> You're not supposed to be doing that. What do, what do you associate John Goodman with first? Barton Fink. Really? Yeah. Barton Fink. Yeah. Mine is Roseanne. And and he gives off big Barton Fink vibes in this, like yeah. him as in Barton Fink. Mine is is Roseanne, the show, and then close second would be like Raising Arizona. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. Or the Big Lebowski. Man, he's been in so many. He's amazing. in everything. <laughs> Every Coen Brothers movie yeah. ever made. Yes. Um, man, my voice is going to be shot after today. I'm already hurting. Uh, I love the way Cloverfield the Cloverfield series switches between storytelling mechanics, genres, and scripts with each successive movie, uh, even though the Cloverfield paradox is kind of a hot mess. 10 Cloverfield Lane is by far the best of the trilogy, which includes Cloverfield, like I said, uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane, and the, the third one, the Cloverfield paradox, which I think is a Netflix exclusive. Wait, um, David, I, I have to ask. So, I have heard that whenever I'm like, oh, I haven't seen Cloverfield, most people say, and I'm going to be just real, most people say don't bother. Is that true? If you're a big fan of uh, found footage movies. I love found footage. Then, you know, it's it's kind of an easy night. You know, it's like. Okay. It's, it's real jostly. Like it's Blair Witch levels of uh, camera jostle. So um, if you get uh-huh. like motion sick with that kind of thing. Well, I didn't mind Blair Witch level jostling, but for some reason, when people describe Cloverfield, they act like someone's like drop kicking a, a camcorder the entire time. <laughs> it's- I, th- I think it's also like a remnant of the the hype behind it. That that movie was thoroughly marketed, yeah, to where it was like you saw the trailer about a billion times before it came out, and That's so true. expectations were high and. Like they're like, what? What's the big deal about this movie? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, all. That's fair, but I, I mean, just off the cuff, if I recall my last viewing of Cloverfield, I think I'd give it something like a seven out of ten. It's a oh, that's not bad. Yeah, it's a pretty good movie. Um, it's not, you know, just go go in expecting a disaster movie. Uh, that is, <laughs> I kind of am. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not a no. A, a, a disaster movie, not a disaster of a movie. Um, a disaster of a disaster themed no, movie. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, so really it's okay. JJ Abrams isn't it's listening great. to the podcast. He's not going to be offended. <laughs> I know. Well, that's, We're sorry, JJ. I'm not sorry. Uh, JJ has done me dirty all, all over the place. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. True. Uh, sorry, not sorry. 
the way this movie deals with relationships, the terror yes. of the unknown, and the incredibly thin veneer of society in a way that is so real that you just feel it in your bones. I love it. Uh, the problems that arise and the resolutions to them are practical, well thought out, and relatable. Every mm -hmm. time Michelle sees a way out, she sees the dreadful terror of the consequences for her actions, and the audience mm -hmm. is right there with her for the ride. I'm blown away that 10 Cloverfield Lane didn't receive any award nominations, especially considering the strength of Goodman's performance. I give this uh, the my highest accolades. This is a 10 out of 10 from Did me. Did it receive no wow. award nominations? None. Not I mean, a one? Well, you know, from like the scaries or some bullshit <laughs> like that, you know. <laughs> some backyard award ceremony. Nothing from the Golden Globes, nothing from the Academy. Yeah, it's... Well, like horror movies are always snubbed, right? Always. Like no no one looks at them. I genuinely think that we need something um, that is like a, a movie awards thing that is specific to horror because there are such gem performances in movies like this and they just go completely under the radar. There are there are plenty of like award shit like Fangoria and all these all these publications that hold. But the problem is they're not the big mainstream. No. You know, I mean, the. The fact that Tony Collette didn't win for Best Actress what the hell? is, I mean, that's just proof that they just have a huge bias. You know, it's like, yes. oh, well, it can't win because it's horror. For a while on this show, that used to be a thing when we would intro things and we would explain our scale. Uh, we'd say, and 10 is so good that it transcends genre boundaries and is and should win awards, but it won't because it's a horror movie. So, yeah, exactly. That's sad. That's yeah, so sad. It is sad. What, what score do you give this, Kate? Oh man, I, I and I know I can be hyperbolic at literally all times, but this movie is an eleven out of ten, A plus plus, outstanding, no notes, Chef's kiss. Mwah. Mwah. Oh my god, love John Goodman. John Goodman terrified me, fucking terrified me with his, his everything he did. I think I fell in love with Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Like I was just fully in love with her. Emmett, Emmett is so compelling. Up. He's, he's oh my such God. a cool guy. Like, And that's every, it's three people. It's three people in a room and it's so well done. The, I don't know who was in charge of casting, but Jesus, give them a raise. <laughs> I've heard that if you want to like write a script that actually gets made. Yeah. Like, if you wanted to, like, start out as a screenwriter, like, your best chance is to write a horror movie that takes place in one location. Really? Because so it's cheap? This, yeah, because it's cheap. And this is, like, an excellent example of, like, yeah, this is not, other than the last, like, ten minutes, Yeah, this is not an expensive movie. No. Uh, well, I mean, I don't think John Goodman shows up for Well, yeah, there's that. Nothing. <laughs> But even do then, you know it's like... know what the budget is for this movie? We don't do that. Oh, uh, that's a good question. Really something we do. Can, can I look it up You can fast? do however you like. Bryce, what... Oh my gosh, what, I have to look it up. What score do you give this? Um, this is a solid nine for me. Like, I... Um, a solid nine. Yeah, I don't know if I... Like, it doesn't it doesn't stay at the top of mind for me. The rewatchability does does factor in. I was toying around with the nine because I was like, once, I, man, on first viewing, this is such a stellar movie. Right. 
but it's been a long time since I've seen it, so it was still pretty. It was great to to revisit this time, and just to experience Goodman's performance again is is amazing. Just the the looks and the rage and like the redness in his face and like just okay. the the nervous ticks are just like Jesus. He's awesome. Like he feels like a real person oh you know he's totally a real person like you're a big guy and i would man i I would imagine you would be fucking very alarmed if you were in a room with john goodman acting that way (laughs) right you know (laughs) yeah like um but yeah it's not it's just not it's not a 10 out of 10 for me not that there's anything wrong with it because it's a near perfect movie it's just I don't get excited about it. You just believe that we can't have nice things. Yeah, yeah. I just don't think we can have nice things. <laughs> hey, and and the ending, good. The ending is like, I appreciate it. I like it, but also it's like, mm, oh no, it would be better if they just kept it simple. You know, in yeah. my opinion. Oh no. Okay. Um, I don't know. I think the ending is what makes it uh, so that we can actually talk about it on the show. True. <laughs> you know, it's like that's where it becomes. I mean it changes from being like a suspenseful thriller to like a full-blown horror mm-hmm. like whoa gee are you sure so again this might be like just from like the female perspective but nick my fiance um he i was like oh we're, we're gonna be covering tin cloverfield lane and he's like well that's not is that really a horror movie everybody does and this no i, I think it's for, definitely a horror movie from the very you. beginning yeah that's like, how i feel so like whenever john goodman shows up and like i know we're in no spoilers right now but just his energy towards her i was like are you gonna try to tell me this isn't a i'm terrified yeah (laughs) Yeah. that's because i can just slip into her role and i am terrified i mean i'm you know i'm a dude and and i i don't want to get raped by john yeah (laughs) there's there's so personally much nefarious like the yeah it's just it's the vibe he gives off is fucking intense and it's asperger's murder dad vibe (laughs) oh dude like like addled uh questionably questionable questionable mental health veteran energy like man yes the the part that's like the most disturbing about the relationship um was the scene where they're playing um the Santa scene. No, yeah, basically that scene where, <laughs> like, uh, girl, no, like, like, I older. see you, I see you, whatever uh, you're doing. Uh, uh, she's a little a princess. Little, little princess. It's like, it's like he just can't not see her as this weird, yeah, like little, little porcelain doll, segmented, yeah. like, idealized. Ugh. Yeah, I don't think I breathed that entire scene. Yeah, <laughs> little a girl. child, a girl, a little, um, uh, little princess. Little delicate princess. Oh my god, <laughs> baby doll. Ah, I don't know, woman. He's like, you could have been more specific there, Emmett. <laughs> so this is all right. I hope my dad is not listening, but John Goodman in this role, and my dad is not not to this level, but he reminded me so much of my dad. It was so freaky. So like the the no swearing, no touching. Be more grateful, which is it's less creepy when it's actually your father, right? right. Like whenever it's actually your father and you're actually a child, yeah. not some random man who you're sharing a bunker with. Right. But like the no swearing, no touching, be more grateful. Um, the prepper energy. So 
like a big part of this movie is John Goodman's character is this huge yeah. prepper and like he, to the point of almost being smug when he's like see aren't you I was prepared what's stupid is building yeah. an arc after there's a flood yeah. and that is so Patrick that is so my dad I have no, so first of all he's literally a prepper both of my parents are it can pay a, off big. It can pay uh, off no, big. Obvi- you think I'm saying anything? Where do you think I'm going? I I'm know just, where I'm going. Nothing, nothing. I'm not saying anything. Oh, my Continue. God. It, but, like, he bought, he's got some, we got chickens. And, and literally, they're like, we got these chickens. So, if there's, like, a solar flare, <laughs> if there's, you know, thing, prepper things, if prepper things happen, we can eat them. Well, you know, that's not how it works. So, now we just have chickens that come into our home that are named in our pets. What they don't realize is that solar flares burn chickens up like that. That's a little do those <laughs> well, chickens then know. Ready to eat. Yeah, I, I guess <laughs> yeah, so. I guess good. so. That's they're done. Well, let's let's now plug our favorite sponsor, nightchannels.com. If you guys um, need to put uh, clothes on your body, you know, these mm-hmm. this is Maslow's hierarchy needs here. One of those I somewhere in there. Probably Pretty, yeah, it's one of the base, one of the you know, base baselines. Is you gotta have shelter. Clothes. Yeah, I mean, clothes count as shelter. It's like shelter if, for your body, right? If, if you're building a bunker, you probably need clothes in there. Bingo. Yes, and you don't want to be caught in your fucking bunker with just any old clothes. You need, you know, horror movie themed uh, music, alternative music, mm-hmm. black metal themed shirts. In the apocalypse, your the generations are going to rely on you for maintaining. The memory of of the previous civilization. So, so if you want aesthetic people to know yeah. in the future that Sallow exists, that Chud, that you have watched <laughs> and enjoy Chud, then uh, then head over to nightchannels.com and enter HMT at checkout, and that'll get you thirteen percent off your order, and you'll be helping the show out in a big way. Um, we do uh, want night channels to stick around and the only way they'll do that is if you people buy things from them and use the hmt code to get 13 percent off so head on over there and support them we really appreciate it uh, if you've th- ever said i wouldn't be caught dead in that well it's time to put your money where your mouth is there you go thank get you some Kate. high aesthetic wear for mm-hmm. your doomsday bunker that's right. right yeah and the biggest thing with night channels is just 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 hop on the site i dare you that's all you have to do I dare you to get away from the site without seeing something that you're like, you'll go, you'll be back. You'll turn your phone off for 15 minutes and then you'll pick it up again. You'll be like, okay, I'm buying the fucking shirt. I know. I went on there like when they became a sponsor, I was like, I should probably just buy a shirt. Yeah. Just to say I, I did because you bought a bunch of shirts mm-hmm. off of them. I was like, yeah, I should probably just buy a shirt. I go there and then all of a sudden I have like six shirts in my basket. I'm like, I okay, I this is, now this is happening. I can't buy all these, <laughs> but, uh, but with that HMT discount, yeah, you know, it's completely worth it. Um, you can buy six shirts. That's yes. right. Also, if you're listening to these commercials, you should know that you do not have to. Um, if you become a patron over on patreon.com slash horror movie talk, uh, you can you can get early access to episodes and even episodes with no commercials in them at all, except for the uh, the commercials at the start, because, well, everybody needs to uh, to hear about, you know. Um, doomsday prepper uh you know bunker stuff um so and and you know you get access to all kinds of perks over on patreon we're gonna have kate on for our after pod that's another perk 
that you can Yay. listen to a whole nother podcast over on Patreon uh, that you can listen to after this show where we um, shoot the shit and talk about whatever we want, no matter how scandalous it is. And just FYI, people have discovered that uh, uh, that we enabled yearly subs on Patreon, and now they get to save 13% on their Patreon uh, payment to us is they they sub for one year and they save 13% on their overall deal and they get a screaming deal and we get you know we get you guys to help uh, help support the show yeah I just want to thank uh, our recent patrons I don't think we've um, mentioned all these but um, well I should just say like three of them were did that yearly deal which is it's a screaming deal is awesome um, Taylor F um, which was some of these people are like brand new to us. Like, I don't think we've, they've reached out on social media before this. I might be Ta- wrong. Taylor did. Um, Taylor F, uh, Glittercore, definitely we know. Um, Jissel R, I think he said he just started listening last week. Um, I can't, I can't recall, but m- maybe. I, I can't um, recall. And then Cat M, um, all joined our Patreon and, and we appreciate you guys and all our, um, existing patron members it really helps us out and allows us to do more to grow the podcast we've been advertising on some podcast platforms and spotify and and uh it's really helping out because the bigger the podcast is the better we can make it we'll have to hit them up um after after the spoilers as well because this will be cut out um for them. oh yeah <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> So, um, also make sure to check out our resident artist, Dustin Goble. He's a professional artist who fucks real hard. Um, head on over to his Instagram at Dustin, oh, oh I'm sorry, at dgobel 0 That's at D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0 on Instagram. Um, and commission him to do a piece of art or just tell him, um, tell him, congratulations on his on his new job he's got a new job and it's a real trendy um series of bars and like a speakeasy that's like a 500 you have to pay 500 dollars a month to be a member to get into this fucking speakeasy oh my god that has like a little like um telephone booth in an alley like there's a couple i want this this telephone booth in an alley with a rotary phone and you got to key in your passcode and then it just opens up like a little door that's that's like part of the wall like it's one of these things it's real hipstery kind of thing so that's amazing yeah super cool new job for dustin um and please stay with us dustin we love you and please don't go anywhere (laughs) um and if you'd like to get a hold of the show and tell us we're dumb or tell us we're great or tell us that we need to have kate back on the show you can give us a call (laughs) at 682-253-4468 thanks again and let's get into Spoilers. Uh, spoilers. spoilers. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> You'd think by now I'd have like an ergonomic setup to where I wasn't like leaning over everything that I could just reach things. I wouldn't think that. Uh, all right. <laughs> Touche. Kate might. She gives you the benefit of the doubt. Uh-huh. You know. Me. I have no idea what he's doing because again, he is a um a bodiless ghost mm-hmm. of a person. I could I could just turn it so you can just see my hand when I'm doing things. <laughs> <laughs> I can be Dr. Claw. So, 
so 10 Cloverfield Lane starts out with uh, just just some shots of a girl, our, our girl Michelle, driving out into the country. Um, and it's, I think it's at night, if I recall. And then almost immediately she's... Yeah, I forgot the entire like opening sequence of this movie. So she's like leaving her boyfriend, basically, and... Fiance, there's a ring. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she leaves the ring on the table. So she's going away from her fiance. She keeps hanging up when she when he calls and and uh then gets in a horrific car accident. Yeah. Did you guys notice all the sewing stuff that she has around her room? No. That's something I picked up on second viewing because it comes it comes is that another female energy thing? I don't know about that. Bryce probably did you recognize it? She's got like thimbles. She's got like a little mannequin. So like you can tell that she does um, like uh, costuming or um, like what's the word I'm looking for? Des- clothing design. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have. Yeah. I just have um, uh, attention to detail blinders on at all times. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> at some all people times. some people call it autism. I don't know. <laughs> um, so. So, yeah, she gets into a big crash. She's apparently interested in, in needlepoint. Um she gets into a, a, a big crash and uh, wakes up chained to a bed. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Within like, you know, like in, in some form of, I don't know, I guess that's not called traction, but she has a brace on her knee. Um, it looks like, you know, those images from like polio times when they had like iron lungs. It looks like a smaller one of those like on her knee, but chained to a wall. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's a good point. The iron knee, an iron the knee. iron knee, <laughs> only not as fun sounding. Okay, so uh, my wife uh, had, and she told me, she told me I can keep this question as my own, uh-huh. but I'm choosing to say it was her question. All right, um, <laughs> that setup is completely worth it. If you won't, well, you'll. <laughs> I don't know if this is a great question or not. Well, the amount of time we're taking on it is. Better be. If you woke uh, up, the suspense has been built. I'm I'm gonna hit you uh, s- second, Kate. But Bryce, if you woke up in a jail cell, handcuffed to a wall, would you be scared? <laughs> would I be scared? It's not not such a bad not such a bad setup now, is it? Yes, I would be scared. Okay, okay. And Kate, would you be scared if you woke up in a jail cell, handcuffed to a wall? I mean, I think I'm a pretty level-headed person. You know. I'd, I'd, I'd weigh, I'd be like, maybe this is fine. Maybe there's a totally fine reason that I'm in a windowless room chained to a wall and I'm bleeding. It's probably fine. Yeah. Hard hitting questions. This is what horror movie talk is known for. I, you know, <laughs> That's right. Is my, is my wife asking? These I, things? I feel like I would be scared, but I would also almost immediately be like resigned Oh my like god, I, that's so sad. Really? Yeah, I'd just be like, it would take me like a good ten Mississippi and be like, okay, well, I guess this is my life now. I don't think you give yourself enough credit. <laughs> I think, I think you, I think you'd freak out. I think it wouldn't. It would take a surprisingly small amount of time for me to adjust. To adjust <laughs> to your new normal. Yeah. <laughs> to adjust, I. I don't know. I don't know how I would react to this. I'm pretty good in snap in like moments of of like real uh you would be like a caged animal. You would be like you would practically rip your your leg off if you were No. See, and there was no context whatsoever. I I 
I imagine that you would See, go and this is, crazy this is, in that moment. You've never seen me in an emergency. I'm very good in emergencies and in like in a pinch. Like mm-hmm. that's I, I used to do this for this kind you know, high stakes things for my job, mm-hmm. you know, like um, so I think I'd. I, but it's really hard to know. You know, it's really hard to know how you would react in any given circumstance. But hard-hitting questions. Um, so there's – this whole movie does this the whole way along where it like – it's basically kind of got a bag over your head mm-hmm. and just reveals a little bit more of your field of vision all the time in regards to like what – like what's the actual circumstances? What the fuck is going on? Yeah, and it's it's appropriately ambiguous to where there's enough of a question left open to where you know John Goodman's character could have a point. Like there there's like uh-uh. a certain point where you're like, "Oh, uh-uh. well that's a possibility. He's still like super nefarious. Like it's still like, well, he's constantly redeeming himself. Yeah. You're not comfortable with him. Oh my God. But- Just like a lot of kidnappers do. You guys would get Stockholm syndrome in like a day. Max. You'd <laughs> I, be like, this man saved my life. I would admit he's a I, hero. I admit it freely. Like after that, oh my God. once you're, he like he slid did, that, yeah. once he slid that metal tray of breakfast over, it'd be like, all right, well, this ain't so bad. Okay, new dad. Thanks. <laughs> I've got bad news uh, for both of you. John Goodman is kind of the fucking good guy in this whole thing. If we're no, the one, if he we're, is not. He is emphatically not the good guy. If we're looking at the overall meta-ness of this whole thing, mm-hmm. uh-uh. it would have been a much, 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 much better move for Michelle to stay in the bomb shelter with John. Well, he was a murderer. He yeah. did murder so, yeah, someone exactly Bryce. like her. There's two sides Thank to every you, story. Two sides her, to every story. Her time there was, her days there were numbered. Absolutely. Under no, okay. Under no, even if, even if I knew for a fact, if I knew for <laughs> a fact, if I leave this bunker with this man, let's say I leave this bunker with this man, you, I turn to dust instantly. I'd be like, get me the fuck to the door. <laughs> no wow see okay now both everybody just give me one moment just give me one moment to steal man henry's position in this movie okay so you have a guy who has clearly put a lot of time and effort into thinking about this exact scenario happening maybe not this exact scenario but a, a massive disaster where it behooves you to stay low so to speak. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. got everything you need to keep yourself and like apparently a couple other people alive for a long, long time. And yeah. and in that scenario, if you're that guy, the last thing you need are two like X factors walking around who <laughs> whose motivations are questionable and who you apparently have to worry about. They they plot against him. They're they're getting ready to incapacitate him and take his gun from him, mm-hmm. like as they should. As they should. It's his bomb shelter, and he's saving them from f- oh fucking God, Cloverfield monsters. Mm-hmm. I am beside myself right now. Do, Are you Team Henry? I'm. I can see everybody's point of view very clearly, <gasps> and I think that's. What, I think you need to take a step back. Is what I'm saying. Take a look at <sighs> it from Henry's point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my God! Granted, Henry has some mental health issues. And granted, he is a a multiple murderer. Yeah, thank you, 
Bryce. Jesus. Did he murder Megan? That's something yes. we're not sure of. Yes. I, Megan, so the the Megan factor is one that you are leaving out. Okay, okay, help me. Help me understand. Okay. Megan, right? So the whole thing the whole through the movie, he's like, you know, Megan, Megan. And she's like, Oh, was Megan your daughter? And he's like, Oh uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, she's my daughter. And then Emmett, she sees the photo and Emmett's like, Hold the fucking phone. That's her name is not Megan. Yeah. She disappeared a couple years ago. And then we get physical evidence of me- we have an earring that we know is Megan's and we have her scratched out help me mm. on the window and then I don't see Megan do you see Megan okay but that was an accident we just Oops. panicked we just panicked with Megan oh and and now I mean he's he's going we- he presum- panicked before there was a problem outside who knows he what was happened. just locking her in as preparation Maybe he it saved the her test from run. a car accident. And... Test run. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, but but the one last thing I'll say about Henry in his defense is he uh-huh. went weeks and weeks without doing anything like <gasps> nefarious. You hear yourself. To them. Uh, help me out. What do you think, Bryce? Okay. Hang on. Wait. Oh hang I on. Am. I mean, the Nazis did make their trains run on time. <laughs> she, thank you, Bryce. Jesus! Feel like I am taking crazy pills listening to you. Have daughters, David, and I you hope have daughters, and you'd be like, I hope God, someone as nice man. as Henry would take them in yeah, an emergency. Oh, God, that nice sweet man ran the truck off the road and tied her down into a basement. He's just misunderstood. He's a mm, little misunderstood. Poor guy. Well, poor well, Henry. We can all agree to disagree. And, I guess um, so. I will say the amount of tremendously powerful acid he keeps around. Now, I was thinking, what could he have that acid for? And it's probably for like. Well, he mentioned uh, when he. For Megan reasons. Yeah. He he mentioned that it could be used as fuel. Uh huh. But also for, you know, dissolving biological material. Yeah. Can it be used as fuel? I didn't. You can just use straight up like hydrofluoric acid. So he no. needed to mix it with something. Yeah, else. it's one of the ingredients um, used to make jet to make fuel. a bomb. Jet mm-hmm. fuel, right? Right. So, okay. Yeah, so he might need some jet fuel. Um, I'm not here to. Well, question he really he really prepped that that Clearly. bomb shelter. Like in the it, it like turns into like an 80s cartoon to where the bomb shelter turns into a jet can fly out of the ground. Maybe oh. we don't know. We didn't get that far. Yeah. Could have. I mean, it kind of, mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a lot of explosions towards the end. It might have been it trying to lift off. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so John creates this, or I should say Henry created John, played by John, uh, creates this narrative where, oh, you know, Michelle, you got into a, a car accident and, uh, and I saved you and I brought you here. Be grateful, bitch. But yeah, also grateful, bitch. I kind of ran you off the road. Oops. Well, that's much later. We learned that. Uh, much later, we do learn that, mm-hmm. he, and and this is how he continues to redeem himself throughout the movie. Redeem himself, manipulate to, the, to her them. is what he's trying to say. This is how he continues to manipulate. Sure, Michelle. but he's redeeming him. All I'm trying to say is he's redeeming himself to them, ingratiating himself to them, a yes. little bit at a time. Like he just he just like gives them enough 
you don't need to know every you don't need to know about Megan except that she was she's a good girl you know like that's right um, yeah you don't need to know who ran you off the road it's just I saved you let's not bicker and argue about who killed who who killed who <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so he he kind of meters out information to them as he sees fit and it keeps as you know we're really following Michelle and to a lesser extent Emmett and so he's kind of metering out information to us as well. So it's hard to know. It's hard to know exactly his intent throughout the movie, but his energy is undeniable. He has temper issues. Mm-hmm. He's a mammoth of a man. Mm-hmm. So imposing. So, so just giant linebacker, scary veteran man. Oh, when he, when they're all sitting at the dinner... Okay, so there's a few parts in this movie that really just... That jolt me so badly from from him. Mm-hmm. And the first one, I think, is when he says, No touching! Yes. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, it was just Emmett going to... Like, uh, Michelle was tripping or something like that. She was like... Yes. She kind of fell because she has a, a hurt leg. Emmett goes to, like, grab her arm to, like, support her. And Henry is like, No touching do not touch yeah there's a extreme amount of weird energy between henry and his attitude towards michelle yeah because it's bad daddy energy yeah he's definitely it's never like explicitly said but he's like i saved you so you have to fuck me do you think that's what it is i i assume so because like whenever emmett like was getting attention from Michelle or getting, I don't know, maybe I'm off, but um, any time where they were getting closer or having more of a relationship or a better relationship mm-hmm. than, than Henry and Michelle, he got super angry mm. and protective and defensive. And like, I know what you're doing. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. I didn't get that. I mean, really? I, 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 to, I totally see where you're coming from. Well, one like, of my mottos in one of my mottos in life is there's always a threat of rape. So it, it's it's true. It's so but and it's so weird that all with my hackles raised for the entire duration of this movie. Uh, I didn't get that vibe. I got um, uh, I got the vibe that he was trying to form a perfect little happy family unit mm. and that Michelle is his perfect little princess angel child girl mm-hmm. and here like whenever um later uh when he comes and he like brings her ice cream and he's like oh i didn't know if you wanted it in a cone or in a bowl like he treats her like she's yeah. like a little girl and he's like i want i just i really hope we can be a happy little family he doesn't ever try to touch her like he sits across a table from her i never get like this like lecherousy feeling i always just get this yeah. feeling of you are my property we I, are see, family whenever that amount of energy and that like it, it's basically like a fetishization yeah that word fetishizes like a certain relationship in my mind the only calculation for that happening is there has to be some kind of like sexual energy behind that because that's the only that's the only source for that amount of like care around like making things like that happen i don't know man it's it's like very serial killer vibes where it's like oh yeah they they want a certain type of woman to kill 
they have a type and they want to like, you know, take their fingers or something like a certain, they're, they're like their, uh-huh. their, uh, signature yes, stuff. Yes. And even if they're not like raping them or anything, like it's connected to like sexual energy or sexual, like, um, gratification in okay. doing something to them, which in some cases is just murdering them. And so like, Oh, is that all? So Henry's deal is like, yeah, he's got a, he's got a thing. He's got like this thing that he wants that he's wants to conform this, uh, this woman into and like where the ener- energy is coming from. I don't know. For, for me, it, it feels very, very rapey and very fetishized. Um, but I might okay. be way off. Maybe there's just people that just really want to be a daddy. I don't think you there's know? a right or wrong answer for yeah, sure, but it could be. I, I think way. I think that his thing. I think the way he talked about um, Megan, it just seemed very much like, oh, that was like my sweet little girl. Oh, she loved Paris. She loved Parisian culture, and that. And then also, whenever like he, he's like, you need to go pee. No, don't go. Don't flush unless you went and he, you use the curtain but i'm standing out here that felt like controlling yeah but he wasn't like i'm going to watch you pee but the control could the control could easily be the finish mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah um i mean yeah I, I i don't know that there's necessarily a right answer but mm-hmm. because there was plenty of room in the movie for them to actually get him into that zone like mm-hmm. they could mm-hmm. easily shown that they didn't, and that leaves it somewhat ambiguous. Sure. Let's just say this. For sure, Henry's got some fucking energy. Mm-hmm. Some, some vibes going on in that shelter. And they're not all, they're not all bad vibes. I'll just say Oh my god, David, what the hell? I love the uh the uh what you call it machine. What do you call that thing the, with the music? The jukebox? In it? Yes, I love the When he's like dancing and they're like that's like my favorite scene. That's the oh. Oh man, I could just watch that him bouncing his booty in bouncing. kind of a loop. Just it's just such strong and dad vibes. Mm-hmm. Emmett and Michelle just like what the fuck on either <laughs> side of him. Yeah, the great. the little tour around the bomb shelter. That's like a very dad vibe. I'm proud right. of like, this thing that I've done. We've got some. Yes. We've got some. If you like movies, we have some movies on DVD or. Or video cassette vhs cassette oh my and, god uh, the biggest dad move that he does and again this might just be my dad this might just be a patrick thing but whenever emmett's trying to talk to him and he's watching pretty in pink and he has to pause it and he goes like and like pauses the movie yeah like you're interrupting my movie what that's a- that was strong dad vibes for me yeah it's all it's all such a real person. Like, yes, it's just, uh, I mean, it's, they pick such a good person to, to set everybody in orbit around, you know, like the perfect actor for that. Yes. Um, so I mean, you do not interrupt a dad's Molly Ringwald session. (laughs) You don't, you don't do it. And that's a little bit of, I feel like that's obviously an intentional glimpse into like a little bit more of Henry's like, Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. This, this girl she is pretty she, in pink she is pretty in pink. Oh, my god no <laughs> so michelle gets be- no matter what one thing that can't be argued michelle does not feel good about this mm. and so she's 
trying, she's formulating a plan to escape pretty much all the time. Emmett is a kind of a passive actor in the whole thing. He, he's, he expresses the fact that I was trying to get in here. Like, mm-hmm. no, like th- there's some bad shit going down outside. I was trying to get in here. I helped him build this. Yeah. So I knew it was here. That's why I was trying to get in. But eventually, um, not, not long into the movie, maybe at the end of the first act, um, Michelle makes a break for it. She grabs his keys, runs up the stairs, is out the airlock or the first door into the airlock. And she's about to go outside. She's got John Goodman, uh, Henry locked out of the airlock and she's about to go outside and she sees the pigs, the mutilated pigs that we're not sure how that happened. No, I thought that was the, Well, he, he takes her to see the pigs as a threat. Yeah. Oh, so he shows good point. Yeah. Oh, were they actually pigs? I, they were uh, pigs. Okay. So he, yeah, he takes her and shows her, and that's where how he she understands like this is how I can get out. And then when she runs up to try to escape, that's the woman. that's when the woman comes with yeah. like the mutilated face. Yeah, and she's similarly like uh, abrasions and cuts all over her. She's not looking good. She's out of breath. <laughs> um, she's not looking good. Not looking good. She was injured real bad. <laughs> yeah. It, it and then, but more her vibe was very panicky. It was like, you gotta let me in, you gotta let me in, quick, quick, quick. It's not too late for me. I'm good, I'm good. Let me it in, you stupid bitch. barely touched me. I'm fine. Yeah, like, let me in, you stupid bitch. And it, she shifts, oh and it's like, oh, yeah. The, the turns in this movie are fantastic because to where, like, the whole first act, you're, you're like, okay, well, this is a crazy person holding them, and like thinks that the apocalypse is happening when obviously it's not since they can hear cars going overhead mm-hmm. and then she discovers oh wait something bad is happening out there and so that enters like the realm of like oh well they're all resigned yeah and then the next turn is when she discovers that you know separate room where the other girl was crying out for help where it's like oh well, something bad was happening before all this went down regardless. Yeah. So um, that's when she realized that's how she would have to escape again and then get Emmett on board because she was able to tell Emmett, like, all these things. And so God now, bless Emmett. Yeah. And then it hurdles towards the end where, you know, the inevitable happens where she eventually escapes and... Yeah. What did what did you guys think? Like whenever you were first watching this movie, I was again. I like I knew I didn't really catch the Cloverfield reference. I was like, could that be? That'd be weird if it was. Right. And I hadn't seen Cloverfield. So like anything alien, any true like apocalypse vibes, I wasn't convinced. And with the like just and maybe and just like her waking up chained, I was like, no, there's no apocalypse. This guy's fucking crazy. That yes, the first time through, I I I like it was hazy at best, but it, like it was like what's happening, and and Emmett does a lot to cement into the viewer's head that oh no, shit's going down out there. Make no mistake. But then you're kind of like like this this is a big reason I love being gaslit in movies or in, <laughs> in media of any kind, and so it's strong like it could be you could be like well Emmett's vouching for the fact that but maybe he's in on it maybe there is Mm -hmm. nothing going on outside maybe emmett's in on it but he seems like he's really honest and it seems like 
it seems and maybe you maybe he didn't see what he thinks he sees because like at this point she's she's like no he's crazy and you can see it in her face when he's like no like i saw a red flash and he, she's like so what you saw some lightning like it's not a big deal. he's like this wasn't lightning she's like it yeah. could have been you don't know what you saw like right yeah no it's the whole way through you're just never you know it like i said certain it, yeah, you're never sure. The information just kind of just gets you get a, a drip feed of it. Um, but the whole second act is well, it, it's kicked off by um, a montage uh, where that's very fun and I like it a lot of them playing, um, you know, life and mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and love a good montage and and, uh, and you know cooking food together and you know like bumping into each other in, on their way in and out of the bathroom and, oh, whoops. <laughs> it's a small space you know and, and then um but she finds uh the whole second act is mostly her um finding um in a publication uh some some magazine a way to construct a uh, uh like a a hazmat suit of some variety, some sort of clean. Well, that's that's her. She makes that, right? So but she, she designs it. But it, she gets inspired by by f- to make that by f- she finds it in a clipping mm, of a of no, some sort of survival. She drew magazine. it. It was her illustration that she was referring to. Oh, I Be- because she's like a seamstress. I see. I I had an I was under the impression that she got the idea from a survival magazine because she's constantly thumbing through magazine. Oh. Yeah, she does because it's it's it tells how to make like a like a a, a, mask, a breather yeah. mask, yeah. And so she, I think that gets that gets the idea in her head. Mm-hmm. So she's you know they're coming up with reasons for you know why to uh, why he might need to throw away the 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 bath. Um, what do you call it? The shower curtain. The shower curtain. And so she uses that, and she's like meticulously and carefully gathering resources to make this thing, and Emmett's helping her and. And, uh, and you know, she learns, oh, well the, the way out there's a, the, she learns more about Megan when she's forced to go into the rebreather area, the, the air filter area, cause, mm-hmm. because the air filter shuts off and, um, and there's some evidence of, of Megan and, and, and in some partic- evidence <laughs> in particular, the, the scraping of help scraped on the mm-hmm. inside of the, uh, and her earring. And her earring, yes. And blood. Which is confirmed to be her earring because it's the same earring that's in a photo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she's wearing her shirt now. Yes. Oh, yeah. All this while she's wearing Megan's old shirt. You know, guys, now that I'm going back through the movie, <laughs> I mean, you know, in my maybe mind. Maybe Henry's not a good guy. I think he might not have the best intentions because <laughs> Henry's a huge man. And we know that it's very hard to get to the. Um, to to get to the uh, uh, air filter part of this system, and so you need to be small. You need to be a, kind of a small little girl or a child to fit. A little through, princess, a little, one might say. A little prince, porcelain princess doll <laughs> with sweet, um, uh, lovely features. Um, no, you have to be small enough to fit through the ventilation system. So maybe mm-hmm. he just, I think you guys, I think it might be possible that he was just keeping Michelle around because he needed somebody small mm. to to go restart the air filter. That's, that's yeah, that was confusing thought. because because it shows him trying to open some door that I assume is the easy led access. into the same room, but I wasn't clear why he couldn't open that. Other than yeah, there was some because they had to build it. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyways, it got stuck somehow or 
Yeah, I mean, let's let's skip forward to the ending because that's like the the capstone of the movie, basically. Well, <laughs> Emmett, <laughs> Emmett takes a fall for for us, but it's hard uh, to know how it's hard to know how big the fall is going to be when we're getting into with, it, yeah. dealing with it. So, um, is it? It seems pretty clear what the fall is going to be. Uh, well, I mean, I guess. Do you want to? do you want to walk us through it? I I'm not. Well, I mean, it, yeah. So Henry finds out what's what's um, that they've been working behind his back on something. Um, finds like the scissors and the duct tape and what the fuck is this? And why uh, have you been hoarding this? Emmett takes the fall and says it was me. I was trying to make a gun, make some kind did, of weapon. Did we mention the acid yet? Because that's kind of no, important. Yeah, this is all being done in, as an interview over the top of a giant barrel of acid that can dissolve a human body. And he's taking like the scissors mm-hmm. that they know that they, they, they know where he got those, that they hid those. He's like, well, I'm going to take, and he just dissolves it in the acid. Then he takes a pencil and he dissolves it in the acid. Yeah. And so Emma takes the fall and, and says it was all him, even though it was both of them. And he apologizes. Well, he, he says it. He says the way he says it is important because he's like, I I wanted her. I was com- gonna come get your gun. Like he says way more than he needs to, and I think he does it on purpose to make it because believable. he knows what the consequence is. So he's trying to make him look as bad as possible, and Michelle is innocent as possible so he's like yep i was gonna i was gonna take your gun i wanted her to respect me the way that she respects Mm -hmm. you knowing goddamn well michelle does not respect him but Mm -hmm. he's like oh she you know she respects you and you know might want to keep her around but yeah i'm i'm the bad guy here yeah so he apologizes and you expect john goodman's character to forgive him and move on you know with, with strong dad vibes and then he just immediately shoots him in the head yeah. Right in the fucking face. And then and then and and appropriately, Michelle is just thrown directly into shock. She's yeah. like, whoa, 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 whoa. And he's the whole time she's like dealing like 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 spiraling. In, spiraling. He's holding her and being like, It's okay. It's just you and me. <laughs> oh my I god. I cannot think of a less comforting thing. Oh my god. Than to be cradled by John Goodman in a bomb shelter while he says it's okay. It's just me and you. It's just you, you and me. We're, you know, David. We're be a family now. He's Who's not that. He's not that bad of a guy. I mean, Henry. See, there, he's, he's trying there's to a comfort lot of good, her. You know that Emmett was a real loose cannon. You can't have those people <laughs> inside your your bomb shelter if you're going to survive. God, like, I love Emmett so much. I'm, I was so upset. I'm just glad Bryce is starting sweetheart. to see. It's starting to see like reason. So, anyways, he, he uh, Henry discovers that that uh, Michelle is making this hazmat suit, right? And that's what triggers like the end chasing of her escaping the the bomb shelter and basically um, leaving it a burning wreckage for for Henry to burn alive in. The yeah, she. I love this. I love the chain of the series of events, and I'll just do it real briefly because um, so. She knocks over the vat of acid mm-hmm. and it just, it dissolves everything in its path. It's just, it's just working its way out the way liquid does. It's dissolving carpet. It's dissolving, you know, anything that is, that it touches. And one of the things that it touches is the, is, is the, um, 
cord of a lamp and it obviously it dissolves the the uh the exterior coating uh you know the plastic between the negative and the positive and that boom and we already know this stuff is used as uh as um you know jet fuel a part of jet fuel so it's probably pretty pretty caustic and flammable and so that starts the fire and then and then um you know michelle makes her way uh under extreme duress through the vent uh, and uh, and eventually out into the the apocalypse that is uh the cloverfield series so uh, alien invasion yeah that's the best part of the movie is the reveal of like this alien ship well, turn around reveal. and then she's like oh fuck because well she comes out she's like literally trying to melt john goodman and trying to army crawl in a hazmat suit through the vents while he's stabbing a knife up at her and she's she makes it through and her suit tears and so she like is tra- she's freaking out again trying to duct tape her suit because oh, the air's yeah, caustic, that's the caustic when she tears her suit and and you feel this panic too because you're like oh my oh, god no, she's i like gonna- hold my breath she's like taping it up so fast and then and then uh, the, the geese yeah the geese and you see the birds and you're like wait they're the birds are fine they're just flying so you're around. like oh shit Maybe it's not. Maybe it was just I mean, like birds a, a are usually attack. Yeah. Birds are usually the canary in the coal mine. Usually mm-hmm. in these situations. Because their air sacs are so, so sensitive. Like. Okay. This is what Kate does. She's a vet. Oh. Yeah. So she would know. Tell us about I the I would know. Yeah. So literally birds, like if you overcook eggs on a Teflon pan, you can kill birds. Like in, if they're in anywhere near the same room. I've done so, it many times. <laughs> and he never learns, guy. Never learn. Never learns. So like her looking up and seeing those birds and she's like, how many times can I be bamboozled? Like, is it the air? And, I, and she's, So then she takes her mask off and she breathes and she's like, okay. I guess everything's fine. I made this suit for no fucking reason, and it's dead for no fucking reason, but I'm alive and everything's fine. It's fine and dandy. And then, boom, the alien ship, the, the, well, the, the bomb shelter explodes because of the fire within, and this draws the attention of an alien ship that promptly chases her and sprays, you know, terrible caustic gas all over the place. And, oh, now we need our, we need to get back. Now we need in. the helmet. Got to get back in the car. Um, from- I just love when she's like on top of the car looking out and she sees the alien ship and she's like, you've got to be fucking kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so what is the connection? What is the connection with Cloverfield? So Cloverfield has a giant like Godzilla monster. No, it's I mean, spoilers for Cloverfield. It's an alien invasion. OK. Um, the, yeah, there are large. Remember, did you ever see the mist? No. OK, well, there are large insect-like invaders, alien invaders. And so this is part of an alien takeover kind of. Well, why, like all the, how much of Cloverfield is like a giant monster? Um, Specifically Clover. So this is the, the kind of the cool thing about the Cloverfield series, in my opinion. Well, I'm talking about just the Cloverfield movie, just the first one. Right. Yeah. I mean, mostly it's a, it's one big monster, but there, there are more, there are small ones. In, in the, in that movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay. okay, so there is an there is an alien invasion element in there. It's not just oh, like yeah. it's not, is it? So is it one big bad, or is it just like the invasion is the big bad? Right. Um, so in Cloverfield, 
it's from one camera's perspective. So it's kind of centering around the experience of, of this guy who's within very close proximity to a very large one. Right. Okay, but I there see, are, I see. there are, um, you know, bogeys around, so to speak. Okay. Mm. Okay. Um, so that fits with this. Right. It does fit with this. But the cool thing is the first one's found footage. This one's like a total like character driven, like suspense thriller. And then the third one, while poorly executed, is um, <clears throat> an attempt at explaining the whole thing, uh, mm-hmm. explaining like how they got here, why they're here. And, and it's shot from space. So there's all these it's like a bunch of different perspectives. Uh, the, all the movies try to be uh, uh, a vastly different perspective than, than the I others. like that. It's kind of cool. Don't watch the Clover. I mean, you could try and watch the Cloverfield Paradox. It's, <laughs> it's a real shitty movie. But I should watch the first one. Like, it's worth a, a viewing. I, I like it, yeah. Okay, yeah, cool, um, cool. But, you know, different strokes. So, um, yeah, I, who, Bryce, who would you recommend this movie to? Um, yeah, anyone that likes, like, really um, character-driven thrillers. Yeah. This is great. Or just, mm-hmm. like, kind of mindfuck movies oh yeah um i i think like stuff like uh frailty um i mean room is a little on the nose um but yeah stuff that's that's very intimate with a couple characters that the it's questionable whether they're gaslighting or whether it's really going on misery yeah take shelter um is another one yeah like if you like those types of movies, you're going to love this one. Yeah, what do you think, Kate? Really, anyone who has a good taste in movies is going to like this movie. Yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Different strokes, but I, I will say, like, if I, I would tell people that you do not have to be a fan of horror movies to like this movie. Uh-huh. Um, no, I don't any- think so. No, I don't think you do. Like I can I fully and wholeheartedly consider it a horror movie, but I don't think you have to be a horror fan. Um I would say anyone who likes dialogue-driven movies and can appreciate character development and relationships in horror. Yeah, and it's breezy enough. Like it's it's um, it is very easy to digest for general audiences. So like, yeah, my wife watched this one, and she's notoriously bad at being able to watch horror movies. And she she made a great observation, which was, it's like a good version of Science. Whoa! How dare hey, you? First whoa. of all, so uh-uh. do you not like signs either? Or is it just Aaron? No, I like signs, but okay. I mean, in terms of like, yeah, cohesity, like cohesion mm. of like the premise and the and the plot and the payoff. This one is much better than signs. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess okay. That's this is fair. That's fair. Um, swing. I, I don't think there's been an episode in recent memory where we haven't said swing away. <laughs> Yeah. Oh no. I love swing away. I uh, do too. That's that's a line that people use to be like, see, it's such a bad movie. I'm like, that makes me weep. What are you talking about? Uh that was before Joaquin kinda uh did that did his whole like I'm turning serious slash crazy now. <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was pre gum chewing Joaquin Phoenix. And before uh Mel Gibson lost his goddamn mind. Oh shit! Yeah, everyone in that, <laughs> everyone in that movie. 
What did he kept saying? He's like, "Suck my dick, bitch," or something like that. Mel Gibson. No, yeah. he wasn't. He wasn't. A, he was so anti-Semitic to no, a, yeah. to a cop. But specifically, what I'm referring to is that voicemail he or voicemail. I can't remember what it was to, that he left to his ex-wife, where he's like, "You should be sucking my fucking dick." Or something. <gasps> was like that, that Mel Gibson? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I thought that was How Alan the Baldwin mighty have fallen. They used to play it on Adam Carolla all the time. So. Yeah. Um. <laughs> anywho. Yeah, great movie. If you haven't seen it, you should. Bugsy, I think Bugsy Siegel would probably say that this is pretentious. That's my guess. Prove me wrong, Bugsy. Uh, prove me wrong. <laughs> uh, with that, let's get into horror movie talk. How'd you like that little montage? Oh my god, I love Danny DeVito so much. <laughs> I just love every time you do that. I'm like, yes. Yay. Um, give me one moment while I pull up our voicemails. Talk amongst yourself. I didn't. So, so your wife doesn't watch horror movies. No, it's it's kind of. I've been able to convince her to watch a couple and there's no rhyme or reason on what I can get her to watch. Um, because she's definitely seen scary movies before. She just is really, really not into the feeling of being scared. Like oh, suspense well is not her thing. That's a big part of it. Yeah. She just really, really hates that. She's like, it's very uncomfortable. I don't like it. Why would anyone want to do that? To Why themselves? would anyone like that? That's, that's how Chris and Emma, uh, yes. both, both, uh, Chris is a, a previous co-host of Nightlight Horror Movie Club, and Emma is the is the current co-host. And both oh, of them are it. not fans of horror movies. And it's one of my favorite parts about it is that aspect of forcing someone to do something they don't want to do, just like John Goodman. Really disappointed. See, I <laughs> go go pee now. I'm not looking. I'm not pervert. Come on. Oh my god. I just like anything that makes me feel anything. Anything. Yeah. <laughs> so nihilistic and sad well, that's a good way to get into our uh next segment well, these people will definitely make you feel something um these you guys if you'd like to get a hold of the show you can do so by calling 682-253-4468 um first uh first up we have cj who i believe also left us a bodily fluid so let's see what cj has to say do i need to mute no no okay what up, boys? This is CJ from Massachusetts, uh, about an hour south of Boston, uh, right on the Rhode Island uh, border. That's very so specific. In the latest episode of The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, uh, you guys talked about the uh, family from the original Conjuring movie, and you kept pronouncing it Perone. Uh, it's actually pronounced Perrin, and every time I heard you do it, I wanted to rip my ears out. Mm. So, uh, I've actually met the parents, um, from, like I said, the same area, and, uh, what? they're pretty prominent, they go to a lot of, um, con paranormal conventions out here and, and all that kind of stuff, so I've met Andrea Perrin, Roger Perrin, the father, um, and Andrea Perrin being the oldest, um, daughter, and, uh, anyways, yeah, just wanted to correct you on that, keep up the good work. I'm such an idiot. Well, such an idiot. I would just, I mean, I should have known that because, you know, you know, 
as as well, Kate, the famous um, musical about Evita Perrin. What? Right? Evita? Is it Evita? Isn't it? Yeah, it's Evita Perrin, right? I don't know. Evita Perrin? Uh, is that not right? This is flying way over Am my I, head. Okay. Is this a musical? You've never heard of Evita? No. I thought you were a mu- All right. With Madonna? I thought so, too. I'm looking. Oh. I'll be I'll be goddamn. I would Only, like, all right. I would like to say that this is listen, if you Perone. there's nothing there's nothing that bothers oh me God, more than about, one of my failed jokes. It's about it's <laughs> a too. musical about Ava Perone, like Hitler's Ava Perone. No. Evita. It's Evita from Argentina. Oh, Don't from Argentina. cry for me, Argentina. Um listen, horror movie talk listeners, this is how you deal with a problem with the show. You don't fucking you don't get on iTunes or podcasts and give us a fucking bad review and be like, "You you man up like CJ did. <laughs> you call us up, you tell you tell us, "Hey, I wanted to rip my ears out every time you guys fucked up." And then Cathartic. and then you say yes. you say, "Good day, sirs." And CJ, I, I love you, buddy, and I appreciate you not taking this out. On I'm us. sorry, I mispronounced the mispronunciation of the last name Peron. Well, you got Perrin. You got to take it. Okay. Uh, so I guess they go to. I wonder. Geez, sounds like they're kind of benefiting from their fame as uh, having. I wonder if the ghosts were real. Mm. Mm. They're going to like paranormal conventions and stuff. Have you guys like looked up the like tr- the quote unquote true events behind The Conjuring? No, it must be a short book. Yeah, it's not. It's not that compelling. <laughs> I'll be honest. Yeah, I mean that's what it comes down to is like once you see the the real people like this is this is what really happened. You're like, well, that's an eminently not reliable person to listen to yes it's like if you met that person as a family friend you'd be like oh crazy uncle bill yeah he's always thinking shit's going down that's right like no one believes that guy we don't pay attention to him and then all of us you don't talk to him he's fine for some reason like these people get movies made about them well you know there's nothing more interesting than crazy Mm-hmm. Um, it's he, true. Here's uh, our next caller is our boy Jason. Hey, HMT, it is Jason, and I just got a good question for you. <clears throat> Can I get a hell yeah? Hell yeah? Is that what that is? What? what that what? sounded like a hell yeah to me. I don't know what that. I don't know what that is. Wow. What, what? I guess we don't have any zoomers on this call. What? What's the, it's it's a meme. Where it's like a the closest thing that would be uh, to it would be have you ever played Marco Polo? Sure. In a pool. <laughs> yeah. So someone's supposed to call out, "Can I get a huh yeah?" And you're supposed to do like the porn groan of huh yeah. That's a thing. Okay. That's a thing. Oh my gosh! I'm learning so much See, today. This is why you get TikTok. <laughs> All this stuff is on TikTok, David. Oh my gosh. You I thought sh- I have know. TikTok and so I thought I was cultured, but clearly I am behind the times. How pervy is your TikTok algorithm though? <laughs> See, yeah, I think mine protects me from that stuff. Are you mine's saying like, you want more cats? Here's more cats. <laughs> it helps it helps to have a very pervy uh, algorithm to be hey. in, in on the memes. Clearly. 
Um, here's Mine a- is mostly presenting me the dregs of society, not necessarily the hot preteen dancers the hot it started out with the hot preteen dancers it always does that's the default start out algorithm and then you make your way through and curate do you you have your wife sit next to you enough times to to like force you to skip them (laughs) and then all of a sudden there's less pervy material Ah, okay that's the secret oh good browse tiktok next to your wife uh so here's our here's our next caller what up, boys? Got the list. Huh? What the fuck was that? Sorry. <laughs> Forgot to mention in uh, my last message. Oh, this is CJ. Um, that you guys need to get yourself out to the Conjuring House out there in Rhode Island because they are open for tours. So go ahead and fucking book it. Book yourself a date. Come on out. Have a good time. We also have the uh, Lizzie Borden house out here as well. So if you want to see what an axe murderer's house looks like, come up to Massachusetts. All right. Thanks, CJ. A lot of murderers on the East Coast I'm catching. Is... I don't. I don't know anything about Lizzie Borden except the name is very familiar. She's a famous murderer. Okay, she think- murdered her parents. She axe murdered her parents. Lizzie Borden had an axe and gave her parents forty wax. Or oh, well, there you go. She's so I was wrong. A movie. Um, Ava Perone. That's a different spelling from Perrin. So I must have been. So it's not Evita at all. Well, her name is Ava. Oh, okay. You've, but they called her Evita. Oh, because okay. they're Spanish. I got gotcha. you. Um, sounds like I, I, I'm just so thrilled that I come on to you guys. You've never heard "Don't Cry for Me, Argentina." I did. I, I, I didn't know that was from a musical. I had no, and it won a Tony. I'm looking at it now, and I'm like humiliated i just got schooled this is just like rice i think there's i think there's like a gap like my musical knowledge ends at like well late 80s early 90s and then has spotty gaps since then well listen kate it's like it's okay i hate musicals bryce is is a professional vocalist uh like he he's the kind that doesn't get paid for it ever no but his he has a, a heavenly angel voice and definitely definitely knows a lot about uh about uh singing and singers and all that that's kind of so thing. cool bryce that's amazing so it no, is so not knowing things uh you know he he's <gasps> he's he's well versed in in uh in musical you know stuff so mm-hmm. you'll you'll talk to me about like Andrew Lloyd Webber and how his stuff has become derivative and <laughs> yeah <laughs> amazing oh my god I'm so happy right now I I feel like I'm in a room I mean what's the last thing Andrew Lloyd Webber's made oh he's he's still rolling around in his money dollars from that horrible cats movie so oh that's right yeah oof oof lest yeah. we forget <laughs> man if you want to talk about I'm telling you Broadway Low key, one of the best ways to make money in the entertainment industry. Really, like some of the richest people in entertainment are like producers, producers or or uh, composers. Like so much so that there is a musical about producers. <gasps> yeah, right, right. Did Mel Brooks write that? No, yes. he yeah. couldn't. Have. He wrote yes. the uh, the 
the producers. Mm-hmm. The br- Broadway? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, yeah, he's, directly in, he got, yo. Yeah, he's, he's directly involved with all of those musicals that are based on his films. I'll be darned. Huh. Well, you learn something and new he's every day. still alive, I'll have you guys know. Yes, he is. Yeah, he is. He's 94. Is, but, um, he's doing great. But uh, Carl Reiner died. Mm-hmm. It's very sad. Rip in peace. Hmm. We're going all over the place. What's the next voicemail? Yeah, it's well. Speaking of go, <laughs> speaking of going all over the place, here we got a uh, Bugsy. <laughs> Boy Bugsy, what's up, all you horrors listening? Anyways, just got done. Well, you know, I got done listening to your podcast about the Conjuring Three, the review, but I just watched the movie like last week. Anyways, that's a lot of demon cum, you know, on that floor. I mean, God, it soaked all the way through. It's funny, me and my buddy watched it, and um, it is kind of crazy. That was our first thought. Like, God damn, this movie, the fucking, uh, so scary is water damage. Like, holy fuck. And uh, Dave, I noticed those CGI uh, rats as well. Like, shit bothered me too. Like, I hate horror movies, or I hate any movies, really, that have a budget. And then it's like, where the fuck did the budget go? Like, especially when, like, I was watching Saw, I want to say three last night. There's Saw three or Saw two. And it was like, probably saw two, maybe. Anyways, dude was like in a photo with his son, and you could tell it was just so fucking photoshopped. I'm like, if you're filming a movie, and you have millions of dollars, how fucking hard is it to take a picture with, like, have an actor take a picture with another actor on set, have it fucking developed, see it of Chucky style, have Chucky fucking develop if you have to. And just, I don't understand, how the fuck can you not take a picture like why are you gonna photoshop and then like if you are gonna photoshop it make it fucking good anyways i always listen to you guys when i'm out working i've been slacking the last 10 days um i paid my rent but you know i do uber eats for a living i just didn't feel like fucking working but anyways much love B D. try to keep the demon come off you and you guys have a point i mean being christian does seem like you get haunted a lot more i'm catholic so i just gotta worry about you know, the priest or pope. Or the- of course, Bugsy's Catholic. Looking for a podcast? <laughs> hang on. Uh, uh, of course he's Catholic. Okay, hang on. We're going to finish this. Hang on. Fuck sticking it in the wrong hole. There's you know, more? Not welcome, but um, much love. Always a pleasure. I'm about to make a delivery, and if I miss it, this person's going to bitch me out. So I'll talk to you guys later. Much love to all my whores that are listening. Okay, so uh, lots to unpack here. That was that was the briefest message Bugsy <laughs> has ever left. Uh, it was also the most coherent. Right. Uh, he stayed on topic the whole time, and you always know that you only have thirty seconds left in a Bugsy message when he says "Much love, B and D, wrapping it up." We're gonna we're gonna get the you know as soon as he says "Much love," you know you only have a minute or two left. <laughs> He's totally right. Oh yeah, thirty-nine no, yeah. million dollar budget and CGI rats. I was so disappointed by that. I know. How I mean, dare you? Just refer to the classic horror movie Rats mm. to show what you can accomplish practically oh, with man. rats. They had so many fake rats and rats. It was unbelievable. <laughs> Remember that army? Yes. <laughs> that little that- the wave where they just like were pulling it. A- a wave of rats over a, little, a sheet. A little rug of, of little stapled down rats. Kate, we had uh, a year ago about, we had his, okay, so we have this one fan from Sweden named Magnus, and he's been listening to the show ever since it started, and, and he, like, will occasionally get this bee in his bonnet, and he'll he'll get, start these grassroots efforts where people, he, he we don't like watching bad movies. Just 
Uh-huh. We don't like it. Some horror movie podcasts are just all about them. We hate uh-huh. it. Magnus was like, you guys got to watch this this shitty, horrible movie from it, <laughs> from Italy. And it's called Rats and it's horrible and you got to watch it. We we're like, no. Finally, months and months, the, every fan we had was like, you have to watch Rats. And finally, we did it. And it was such a piece of shit. I, I, like, wh- I'm what? writing it down right now. I'm going to watch it. It's from like, when was it? This is like, seems like 70 something. Seems like it was yeah, 74. It's called Rats Night of Terror. Mm-hmm. Night of Terror. I'm writing this down. It's, I'm watching it. You know, it's a really good bookend to 10 Clover, Cloverfield Lane. Like Ugh. very, very similar endings. Oh, yeah. That, 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 well, we, we're not going to get into it. We don't want to spoil tell rats. Me. I'm going to watch it. You got to spend the whole time. The you got to earn it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, and by the way, CJ, um, you, you said we should come out to the Conjuring House and uh, check out that. Uh, I'm not going to do that. I'm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I've been dying to go out there, but no one will go with me. It, it's hard to it's hard to get me to go to the park with my kids. So no, right, it's, right, it, right. It's not, you know, it's nothing personal. It's just I'm a very lazy man. You, you, would, <laughs> you. Oh, dude. Okay, so Kate lives in the South or lived in the South, um, mm-hmm. and. And you had this one episode where you described going to Universal Monster Halloween shit. Halloween Horror Nights. Oh, my God. This sounds like the most fun in the entire Holy world. shit. It is so dope. We go every single year. It is a pilgrimage. It is amazing. I want to go to one of these so badly. I, okay. We, we if had I a... can get your lazy butt to get come down to Florida, let's do this. I would love to. Um, yes! What were you going to say, Bryce? We had a listener in the early days that did makeup for Six Flags, That's where it was right. a similar thing. That's where every right. Halloween Amazing. they did a haunted house. Like a kind fright of thing. fest. Yeah. Oh, love it. Okay, we got three more voicemails to get through here. Let's go. Hey, guys. So I don't really have much tidbit of information for you this week. Um, I did just want to say I was rewatching uh, The Shining this weekend with a friend. And I guess I just hadn't seen it in a while. It's been about like two years, but I can't believe how fantastic Jack Nicholson is in that movie. Like every scene he was in, I was just in awe. I can't believe his level of acting in that movie. It's so fantastic. So um, I just want to know if that's ever happened to you guys where you just haven't seen a movie in a while and you're just blown away by how amazing they are. I mean, I, like I said, I knew the movie was great, but I just, I guess I forgot how fantastic he was. And um, I haven't seen Hereditary in a while. It's been about a year for that as well. So I feel like once I watch the dinner scene with Tony Collette, same thing. I'm going to be completely in awe of how fantastic she is. So that's all I got. And uh, yeah, good day. I mean, that's what it was like on 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. Just reminding how good John Goodman was in it. A hundred percent. Yeah. I, um, let's see here. I mean, Jack Nicholson, like he basically carries that movie and it's probably really the reason why it's classic today. Cause like that's, well, what's her face? It's just the most enjoyable thing to watch in that movie is, is him go crazy. Like what's her name? Um, Shelly I'm Shelly Duvall. I'm Shelly Duvall. I'm Shelly Duvall. Uh, no, she's spectacular in that too. She's um, amazing. 
I don't know if I I, I rewatched uh, Doctor Sleep. I don't know if I mentioned oh, no. this on the podcast, but it's on HBO Max, the director's cut. That's why I rewatched it because I wanted to see the the uncut version or whatever. And it is, <clears throat> from what I can remember from the original version, like they restored a lot of stuff from the book that was left out, and it was a lot a lot more in depth mm. or, it, or it felt like it flowed better okay than the theatrical cut and that's a movie that stands up real well <laughs> like the the villains in that and just like the intensity is very strong i'm yeah that was such a spectacular movie um it was it was just a, a an adventure mm-hmm. um i'm glad this question got asked because recently i went back through um the or for the first time I went through uh, Back to the Future and that was just a blast. David had never seen Back to the Future. I had I just watched it this year for the first time. <sighs> See, there's dozens of us. Who there are, are these people? <laughs> um but the but the thing I really wanted to mention was I went through Indiana Jones and I I don't know how anybody can deny Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom is so good. It is like the last hour of that movie is one big, like continuous action sequence. And it's so dark the whole way through. It's like, like this is Mm -hmm. creepy and weird. It's just the best action movie I think I've ever seen. Temple of doom is my favorite of that series. So yeah. What about you, Kate? What did you, uh, have you seen anything lately? That made you go. Oh, I, haven't, yeah. I haven't seen Indiana Jones. I hate to say. What? The fuck? I don't, guys. I am so sorry. You should do I yourself a favor. It's a blast. Does it hold up? Oh my god. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes, it's not absolutely. just nostalgia. Okay. Okay. Oh yes. yeah. I will definitely go back and watch. I mean, it. The, we're talking Man. Steven Spielberg here. Yeah. Like it's not that, okay. Like he's made literally every movie from like 1970 to present day. Correction. Yeah. Every, every good movie. Good movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You're right. Gremlins goes pretty hard. He did. No, I Gremlins. mean, at, Gremlins just listening was, uh, to that. Who was, what was Gremlins? Joe Dante. Joe Dante. Yeah. <gasps> oh, Joe Dante. Okay. But it's enough. got, it's got Spielberg stink all over mm-hmm. it. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, you know, he did the same thing he did with Poltergeist, I, mm-hmm. which is just like, I did it. Mm-hmm. I did this. Um, <laughs> I did this. I made this. Yeah, I made this. <laughs> okay, next caller. Nope. Nope. Sorry. Okay, you don't don't call from Tatooine. <laughs> okay, next caller. Last caller. Hey, David and Grace. It's Ian. Um, you, you guys recently both brought up movies. Okay. Now I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> Sounds a little inebriated. We don't get an intro as to who this is, maybe for the better. But maybe think about a debate me and my father used to have many years ago before he passed away and the internet was a thing. Bryce, you brought up. Nothing but trouble. David, you brought up The Burbs. My father loved both of those movies, and I really liked them a lot. Um, uh, but and sorry, guys. I'm a, I'm a little fucked up right now. Oh, <laughs> Shocking. <but. laughs> 
how <laughs> shocking dare you let the man finish you he used to say they're strictly comedies i told him they're horror comedies dark comedies whatever you want to call them if you guys could let me know your thoughts on that that'd be fucking great um Aww. one last thing you guys are fucking awesome entertaining and, and great everybody that's listening become a patron you get extra episodes it's awesome hell yeah but brother. thank you guys you guys are the best i love hmt and love you guys Dude, I caught. A I little... wish he said who he was. That guy rules. I caught a little buzz just now. I, I feel. I feel a little contact <laughs> out here. Um, dude, I the Burbs definitely a dark comedy in my opinion. I could. I could see how you could definitely construe it as as a straight comedy. It's got Tom Hanks, um, and he's you know he's just a he's just a general audience's crowd pleaser and has been his whole career. So I can see where your dad's coming from with that. But I mean. That's that's like horror light, you know. That's like hocus pocus. That's your entry level uh, tier of of like quote unquote horror for me. That's my argument to be made for the Burbs being horror. Um, what what was the uh, the title he mentioned the, that you brought up, Bryce? Nothing but trouble. Nothing but trouble. Oh man, that is that's a kooky movie. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to see the. Uh, the limits of Dan Aykroyd's creativity and like Ooh. the uh, not not the limits, but the um, yeah, just the yeah, I'll say limits. Just lots of weird choices made in that movie. Um, but it's a it's unexplainable. Well, Dan Aykroyd uh, has very high levels of kookiness within mm -hmm. him right so uh so that's probably something, something i recognize like the voice and i can't remember who the name of who that is longtime patron though yeah well whoever he is he's he's the hero we need right um was that it that was it so let's get into our final bit and i'm gonna cut it a little short but uh but here i'm going to get into Bad reviews for good movies. We should come up with a uh, with you know a um, a theme song for this. Not that bad reviews for good movies. Dang, girl, we just did it. <laughs> that may be it, actually. <laughs> Clip that. Clipping it. Anytime, guys. Anytime. Clip it. Print. Okay. Print. Okay. So, um, so basically, we're going to be reading bad. Google user reviews, not critic Google reviews. User. Love it. Even better. Of the movie, the critically acclaimed 1979 uh, Ridley Scott movie, Alien. Um, I think we can all agree Alien is at least a serviceable film, uh, if not a great one. Uh, somehow I lost my document containing the actual good ones that I wanted to read. So I'm just going to go through a few here. Cynthia K says, I wouldn't even, this is a one-star review, I wouldn't even give it any stars if I didn't have to, multiple exclamation marks. Jesus, calm down, lady. Alien TV is the worst. It's very frustrating when you're watching a program and it keeps freezing up and then comes back on or just freezes up and you can't get it back, <laughs> get it back at all. I guess you get what you pay for. I will not review <laughs> 
This is fantastic. <laughs> so misguided, but such still so angry. This is a service, some sort of service that she thinks she's reviewing. <laughs> but and this this has order corn vibes, like from like old people Facebook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this one's from um, Saidis Haksha. Gave it one star four months ago. Never heard of it. No one has ever mentioned it until I searched up the word alien today. I mean, no one even watches this in my place. No one even watches it <laughs> in his place. Uh, this is from DVD and film bloke. One star. It may have been effective back in 1979, but now it has aged as well as milk, with the only exception being the visual effects, which still look absolutely amazing. So what age? (laughs) It is way too predictable and ticks off every (laughs) every horror cliche in the book. That's because it made them. Um, Thank you. This is very there is very little else to the story and the characters that make it worthy of a second viewing. Multiple. (laughs) Uh, spelling errors i just love the whole this used to be good Mm -hmm. but now that i'm watching it again it's really predictable i remember every part of it (laughs) i i remember it it's predictable (laughs) no stars i didn't forget did you read (laughs) cynthia k or nina k cynthia okay so this is from nina kologi don't let's not uh read their last name (laughs) well it's on google yeah to do is google it that's true one star garbage movie so boring (laughs) Alien showed up for only 45 seconds and only did jazz hands to scare man with blowtorch. This one actually had a point. (laughs) Jazz hands. (laughs) This one. That's a good point. It's a pretty good point. I can can appreciate that. I think we actually leveled that same Mm -hmm. accusation. Um, Joshua H. says, worst movie. I made a better one in my own backyard. Wish he would show up for more than three freaking seconds. A lot of people being angry that the, that you don't get to see the alien a lot. I find it works better when you don't get to see the Agreed. Things. This one's from Allison Hurley. I've never seen this movie, so can someone tell me why it's rated R when it doesn't seem that bad? You'll find what? that a lot of Google user reviews are confused about why things are rated the way they are. Mm-hmm. Also, there's a lot of confusion about why nudity has to be in movies. Um there's a lot of comments that just say things like, this is porn. There was a boob or something like that. And then that. there's just confusing ones like this. Jada Will- Wills. I'd like it so much. 1.5 stars. Oh, those are my favorite. The people who are trying to help and they just kick him in the face. Yeah, I don't. Poor. Yeah. Poor this miss- is my favorite movie. One star. <laughs> uh <laughs> This is my fa- I love this so much. One star. <laughs> One star. <laughs> oh. Layla P says, worst movie ever in the whole entire world. It's so bad I want to vomit. From it. <laughs> Jesus, Layla. From it. I wish that it taken don't y'all. It's so bad, 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 bad. It's like Layla seems a bit dramatic to me. It's like Addison Ray, she should be helpful in this movie. Wow. Okay. I found two great ones that are short. Mm. Shri says, if you pooped in the bushes, the poop would be this movie. (laughs) Oh, my God. Succinct. I mean, I don't think I've ever written a review that good on this three years of podcasting. Okay. Um, (laughs) Now, hang on. Before you read the next one, I'd like to bring something up. There's we have a lot of poop humor on uh this show. 
And I've just, I mean, I've just noticed that over at Nightlight Horror Movie Club, they do things different and they don't focus on poop almost at all. Hmm. And I, so just mostly come? No, there's you, no oh come either. Oh. You'll notice that I said you guys are like our brother podcast. That's not just because you're both male. Mm. There's like a bro energy. I'm so curious to know, like, is it okay, Kate, is it because you don't find it funny or is it just like does your does your are you married or is is he your fiance? Oh, he's my fiance, but like whatever you want to call it. Does he find poop stuff funny? Is it just no. us? He doesn't really. I mean, either. it is clearly not just you. You guys have like an entire community. Mm-hmm. So I th- I think that I might be in the minority here. But yeah, we're I, not like really huge so. into the poo humor. See, that's I, don't, I just don't get it. I just don't get how anybody couldn't laugh about poop. Mm-hmm. It's so I, it's not that hilarious to me. <laughs> Well, you poop mouth. Poop mouth. Um, okay, this is this is another one. This is this is a great example. Are of... we immature? <laughs> <laughs> the I... light bulb goes off. Are we so it. out of touch? <laughs> no, it's the children who are wrong. It's the children that are wrong. <laughs> um, this is this is a great example of a one star review. I was barley scary. Oh no, sorry. It was barley scary. I expected. Mm-hmm. The alien was in the escape pod with her. She they knew it. They figured it out. I love the spelling. E X P E T I D. Expected. Expected. Allison H says, I've never seen this movie, so can someone tell me why it's rated R when it doesn't seem that bad? Oh, you read that one already. But she's that never seen great. it. She's never seen I it. I haven't seen it one star. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that you, the letter U, Shuod, Wash, an alien move, and Richard. Are all these people, like, drunk? I think they're retired. Yeah. A lot of people are retired. Yeah. On these Reti- Retired? Yeah, they're mm-hmm. strong retired vibes coming off yeah. of these people. Um, <laughs> Wired M says, was the alien a guy in a costume? This, this, movie is, this is, is for a rating? They wrote this in a rating? Okay, now hang on. Was the alien a guy in a costume, you guys? Yeah. What other options could it have... I mean, I, f- I feel like it's yeah, it was. truth in advertising. It should be an alien, like an actual alien, right? Why wouldn't... I didn't they get a real alien to do it. Um, Hypocrites. Yeah, I hate aliens. They scare me. I mean, they are my biggest fear for real. One star. <laughs> This scary movie was scary. Yeah. One star. So there it is. Bad movie reviews for good movies. Guys, gals, thank you so much for listening to the show. We sure do appreciate you. Please, please, please go check out Nightlight Horror Movie Club with Kate and her sister, Emma. Uh, Kate, uh, tell, tell everybody where they can find you and what they what they should do to help you guys out. Of course, yeah. So the Nightlight Horror Movie Club, you can find us on really any streaming platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, what have you. Um, we really we really consider ourselves a club. So if you come and you listen to us, you're a club member. If you do, um, if you are so inclined, feeling generous, want to support us, we do have 
like an inner circle, which is um, our patron account. And so if you join us at different tiers, like you can become a club secretary or a club treasurer, uh, club vice president. And um, that that gives you a uh, you, voting power. You can vote on what movies we cover. So we would so much love to have you guys over in our club. Do you get like a secret decoder ring? Oh shit, we should though. Woo! <laughs> we totally should. Yeah, you guys, if, if you had a fun time uh, listening to this review, check out uh, Nightlight Horror Movie Club. They're great. And uh, make sure to subscribe to our show. Um, toss us a rating. Uh, support the show by heading over to nightchannels.com or shutter.com using code HMT at either one of those and get various results for doing so. Um, you guys have a great week and uh, and we love you very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Looking for a podcast full of burps and gas, perverted cast, skinny and fat, look no further. Horror movie talk is accidentally funny, begs to donate money, fake sponsors for dummies, and so much more. New episodes every hump day. They'll pickle your dickle for foreplay. Patreon members have it your way. Vote for a movie every month for the review. Chopper chopper, don't just stare at it, eat it like a taco. Put your tongue through the phone, hoodie Picasso. Look at them hot kids swearing not a pedo. Got me too with Cosby eating jello. Pudding pop done gave Bryce flatulence. Train addict, addict Dave does it give a shit one through ten is it horrible or excellent oil me up daddy is dinner rough kiss bryce hansen look at them hot kids chris henson masturbate with a crucifix exorcist face huggers chest bursters alien linda blair peed on sigourney weaver i know it's true because it came from social media Patrick Bateman can't understand you. Stab you to death for rotten apple reviews. Opinionated podcaster with a doctorate. Spookology doctor of philosophy. Bad gastritis, necolostomy. Turn Patreons into human centipedes. David Doobie Day, scare no, no expert. A global fucks hard, professional sex expert. After pods, taglines, and porno flicks. American Psycho, them guys pretty sick. Chopper, chopper, don't just stare at it, eat it like a taco. Put your tongue through the phone, hoodie Picasso. Look at them hot kids, swear not a pedo. Got me too, with Cosby eating jello. Pudding pop done, gave Bryce flatulence. Train addict, addict Dave doesn't give a shit. One through ten, is it horrible or excellent? Oil me up, daddy is dinner rubs. Nothing good happens in the woods. Always get more than you bargain for. Got a pickle to dickle. Machines tickle bitties. Vancouver, Portland, Oregon, and organs. Corona, COVID, curse, Lorona. Green River Killer, because reasons. Hallway of Poop Monster Kids screaming. Ain't your ordinary dingleberry itinerary. 30 days shutter and jump scares ain't fucking scary. Time for the spoilers with jokes and tropes. Use their white socks to catch their loads. To show them one titty, pretty. Pagan 
Satanism you should worship. They Teflon dicks. Pacific Northwest, let them see one breath. Shifty eyes stay spooky. Poor man's digress. Bugsy. HMT. Horror movie talk. Hold on, they don't like Halloween. Fuck them. Can you come out with speak like that? Poop. Poop mouth. Poop out of your mouth.